listening to BTS with Brit, the podcast, a podcast created to take you behind the scenes of the beauty industry to share inspiring stories, freelance beauty and business advice. Basically, nothing is off limits here at BTS with Brit. We're talking about everything. And I'm your host, Brittany Rogers. I'm a freelance beauty, TV and film makeup artist. Welcome to episode seven. Alright y'all, if I sound a little off, it's because I have a cold. A cold, not COVID. I don't have the Rona, y'all. It's just a cold. And I wanna know, is cold and flu season still a thing in 2020? Omatic, is cold and flu season still a thing? Hopefully. Hopefully. I'm asking because yesterday my nephew saw me blow my nose and heard me sneeze and he said, Oh my goodness, I'm Brittany, do you have COVID <laughs> and I'm not trying to make COVID a joke but it's like oh my gosh can we get regular sick in this season or is everything just going to be the Rona so before we get in today if you hear me sounding strange it's because I have a stuffy nose I worked outside all day on Sunday it was a six hour shoot we're outside and I wasn't fully dressed for the weather, and now I have a cold, but it's fine. We're going to keep this thing rolling, and I still got some heat for you today. Today's topic is makeup and money. One of the biggest questions I get as an artist is, how do you manage your money as a freelancer? And honestly, money can be so intimidating, and I haven't always handled my business finance as well, so... Today, we're going to discuss rates, business bank accounts, budgeting, saving, and a little bit of taxes and bookkeeping software. So whether you're a makeup vet and you've been managing your business for years or you're a newbie in the industry, whatever stage you're at, you are still providing a service that you get paid for, which means that you need to manage your money so that you can grow your business. Most of us, we get in a business so that we can do what we love and create a living doing it. But unfortunately, as creatives, we get so wrapped up in the creative process, the makeup, our favorite part. We forget the essential elements of our business, which is our finances. And what's the point of getting into business if you're not going to sustain your brand and give it the time and energy that you need in order for it to thrive? And again... I know dealing with money can be uncomfortable, but you don't have to be an expert to manage your business finances. You don't have to be an SBA, a small business accountant. So pull out your notebooks. I'm going to give you five steps to managing your money as a freelancer. The first thing is your money mindset. Again, I can't say this enough. Talking about money can be so uncomfortable, but your money mindset is the most critical factor in determining your business success. And I'm sure you might be saying, girl, why do I need a money mindset? I've been in business for years. I have lots of clients and work that I enjoy. But let me ask you a few questions, and I want you to be very honest with answering these questions. And if you're not in the industry yet, you're trying to transition in, just Think about these questions from a personal standpoint. The first thing is, do you get uncomfortable with telling potential clients how much you charge? Two, do you cringe when you have to follow up on a late invoice? Or from a personal standpoint, do you cringe when you have to call your bank about a late payment? Three, 
Does tax time make you nervous because you're not sure what you owe? Four, does checking your bank account or your statements stress you out? If you answer yes to two or more of these questions, you are not alone. So many people feel like this, and I felt like this for years, but nothing changed for me until I realized that money wasn't the problem. It was my beliefs and my attitude towards money. What I mean about my attitude towards money is some people think earning money or being rich is greedy or some people were taught that you shouldn't have conversations about money or you might have childhood memories where you heard many arguments about money. For me, money or finances wasn't a thing we talked about in my family. We did really well for ourselves. My family had a nice house. We went on vacations. So there was no need to talk about money. But if money did come up, I knew something terrible had happened. And I didn't notice until years later after I got into business not discussing money, good or bad, made me super uncomfortable with talking about money, period, or asking about it. My money blockage was I thought money was bad because the only time I heard conversations about it was when bad things happen. And to run a business where you get paid your worth, you're managing your finances well, you need to change your money mindset. So you might be wondering, how do I change my money mindset? The first thing you need to do is you have to find out what are your beliefs towards money? What are your money blocks? What do you know about money? Or what do you think about people with money? Do you look at rich people like, oh, they're greedy and they scam their way up? Or do you look at them like, oh, they worked hard to get to where they are and that's why they are rich? Two, you wanna change your negative thoughts into positives. So let's say you check your bank account and you don't have the amount that you want in the account but you just bought something for your business so it kind of took your numbers a little under instead of saying oh my gosh I'm so broke you would change your wording to my money allows me to create a business that I like and love and three you want to get comfortable with checking your money you want to check your bank account every day check your numbers check in on your bookkeeping system get comfortable with looking at your money instead of running from it some books that helped me change my money mindset is one my favorite by Jen Sincerio. I hope I'm saying her name right, y'all. I love all of her books, but the two that helped me change my money mindset is You're a Badass and You're a Badass at Making Money. The second book is I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. Let me spell that for you. His name is spelled R-A-M-I-T. Last name is S-E-T-H-I. Ramit Sethi. Ooh, forgive me, Lord, if I messed up that name. <laughs> the third book is Secrets of a Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. Last name is spelled E-K-E-R. And the last book is Broke Millennial by Erin Lowry. And what I love about Broke Millennial, in the beginning of the book, she asks you all the questions to find out your money mindset. So I would suggest reading that one first. 
Number two, you want to build a financial plan and save your coins. I once quit a job with only $600 to my name. $600, y'all, without even checking my expenses. I had a whole car note, insurance, bills, all of that. And all I had was $600 to my name. Not saving caused me so much stress. But by the grace of God, I made it work. <laughs> However, I would not suggest being stupid like me and quitting your job with only $600 to your name. When you become a freelancer, your income isn't guaranteed. Some months are fast, others are slow. Some jobs pay you on receipt, which means you're getting paid right then and there. And other jobs may be net 30, 60, 90, 15, which means you will get paid 30, 15, 90, 60 days after you completed the job. And sometimes you run into a pandemic like COVID-19. You never know what's gonna happen when you're a freelancer. So suppose you're thinking about becoming a freelancer. Before you quit your nine to five, it's vital to create a budget and build a savings. Most financial advisors suggest that you collect at least six months to a year of your expenses and establish a separate emergency fund. Aside from your expenses, you also need to take in consideration your business necessities, or if you don't have a business yet, your future business necessities, such as your website, your kit, your business cards, photo shoots, classes, also taxes, because you have to pay taxes as a freelancer, health insurance and retirement are a few expenses that you need to calculate in your budget. A lot of people say things like, oh my gosh, I hate my full-time job. I'm just ready to quit and become a freelancer. But let me tell you, being a freelancer is a gamble. Like I said, some months are up, some months are down. You don't know what you're gonna get. So look at your full-time job as a tool for you to be able to save and purchase things for your business, like your websites, your kit, your business cards, before you quit and have to depend fully on your freelance income. If you're a freelancer, it's super important to save and build a budget because you all know, sometimes we have clients who don't pay on time, you run into slow months, and regardless of the situation, your bills are still due. And this is why it's so important to save. Uh, aside from clients, you may run into a family emergency. So saving extra money will protect you in that event. If you have a nine to five, before you quit, do research and find out what your business will cost you and put away money each month from your check towards your business. If you're a freelancer, whether you get a big check or a small check, get into the habit of saving money each time you get paid to cover you during slow seasons, to cover your taxes, and also if you have a family or health emergency. Next, let's get into setting your rates. When you're setting your rates, keep in mind, you wanna factor in your numbers, your business expenses, your personal expenses, your overhead, your time, your kit, your experience, how much it costs to run your business, your rent, classes, anything that you spend money on that helps you run your business and keep up your lifestyle, that's what you need to factor into your rates. If you don't know your numbers, you can't create a rate. Your rates are not only gonna help you sustain your business, but you wanna be able to charge enough to make a profit to pay yourself. You don't wanna just be making enough to cover your business expenses, but you wanna have enough to live. 
You also want to do some research and find out what the industry standards are in your area so you can avoid undercutting. Undercutting lowers the standard of your industry. Let's say you said to yourself, I'm going to charge $50 because I'm new. And if I charge a lower rate, I will get more clients. But your industry standard is $200. That's undercutting. So if you don't know what the industry standard is in your area, one, you can Google, do some online research and find out what the standard is in your area. Two, reach out to artists who aligns with the vision that you have for your brand and ask them what do you what do they charge? Let them know that you're new to the industry or you're currently looking to up your rates and you want to know if they wouldn't mind sharing so you can avoid undercutting. And keep in mind every market is different. What they may charge in bridal is totally different from the way rates work in TV and film or with everyday women. So that's why I say reach out to artists who align with the vision you have for your brand. If you want to be a bridal artist, reach out to bridal artists and ask them, hey, could you tell me what the industry standard is or what you charge? Or if you're trying to work in TV and film, reach out to them and ask them what is their day rate so you can get a good idea of what you should be charging. Now, everybody's rate is going to be different depending on their experience. Experience, uh, how many years they've been doing this, their kid, and so forth. So just find a happy medium that works for you and make sure that whatever you're charging, your kit, your professionalism reflects what you're asking for. If you're a seasoned artist, you already have your set rates. Keep in mind that you won't charge that same rate forever. As you grow, your business grows. You start to use better products. You are more experienced. So if you started charging $600 three years ago, that may not apply to now. Review your numbers, review how much you spend on your kit, how much you spend on classes to make sure you're charging enough that you are able to cover your business expenses and that you can afford to maintain your lifestyle. Number five is you need a business bank account. The first thing you wanna do when you open up your business is get a business bank account. You wanna have a place where you separate your personal finances from your business finances. This will not only help you keep track of your personal versus business, but in the event that you ever run into a tax audit, this will help you cover your behind because the IRS don't play that. So there are two things you can do. One, you can open up an account with your existing bank or find a separate bank that you can use just for business. Keep in mind, as a freelancer, you can work anywhere in the world. So why not use an online bank that can move around the world with you? If you are looking for a place to house your money, look for a online bank. Look for one that's free to sign up and they have no minimum balance required. Unlike a traditional bank, because you know, with traditional banks, there are lots of fees. So let me say that again. When you're looking for an online bank, you want to find one that's free to sign up. No deposit or balance minimum. Allows you to have at least one checking and savings account. They have free transfers and deposits. Free mobile deposits or ATM deposits if that's an option. You also want to look for one that has the ability to connect outside business tools and other banking tools like PayPal and Mint. 
This will benefit you so much because as a freelancer, your income changes each month. And when you're first starting out, you won't have all that extra money to pay the banking fees and whatever else the bank may be asking you to cover. So just look for an online banking account and make sure that your money your business and your personal money is separate because listen, I don't want the IRS to be coming after you. Keep in mind that when you open up a business bank account, most of them will require you to have your business in good standing. A good standing business means that you have a legal structure. The top four legal structures that you all may be familiar with is sole proprietorship, partnership, corporation, and LLC, also known as Limited Liability Company. It's best to hire a SBA, also known as a Small Business Accountant, to help you choose your structure. And you wanna find an SBA where you can discuss your long-term and short-term goals with them. Find somebody who's willing to help you and educate you. Because starting out, you don't wanna choose a legal structure that your business can't pay for. You pay taxes and fees once you create a legal form. So don't give your business an unnecessary bill. You wanna have the income to support your LLC or whatever business structure that you choose. I highly suggest checking out the Home Biz Tax Lady on Instagram. I watched a live from her from Crystal Wright. She has a lot of resources and she's willing to help you and educate you on whatever you need when it comes to your business taxes and just picking a legal structure. So check her out, Home Biz Tax Lady. And number five, you need to budget. A budget helps you plan out your monthly business income and your expenses. You want to see where your money is going each month so that you can plan what you can and cannot do with your business. With a budget, you'll also see where you're overspending and underspending and you'll get a better idea of how much income you have coming in and how many expenses you should cut out. This is where your bookkeeping system comes into place. A bookkeeping system tracks all of your expenses. It creates budgets, reports, your bills, payroll, sales, W-2s, 1099. Your bookkeeping system will track all of that. They even have systems that track your mileage and your receipts. If you're looking for a bookkeeping system, a few good ones you can check out is QuickBooks, FreshBooks, Gusto, and Bill.com are a few bookkeeping systems you can check out. I would say to... Sign up for their free 30-day trial and find out which one works best for you. My favorite is QuickBooks, and I love that QuickBooks has an invoicing system. They have a tax projection feature, which tells you how much you owe in taxes each quarter. You can also connect your business bank account to track your expenses. And lastly, QuickBooks has other systems like Mint, which helps you budget your business finances, and it's connected with TurboTax. At the end of the year, all of my reports, my expenses, my W-2s, my 1099s will just be transferred over from QuickBooks to TurboTax in about five seconds. All right, guys, so I wouldn't feel right if I didn't leave you with a resource. If you want to learn more about freelance bookkeeping, deductions, and taxes, I highly suggest checking out Andy Smiles. Her name is spelled A-N-D-I, last name Smiles, S-M-I-L-E-S. She's a small business financial consultant and bookkeeper. 
I don't think she does any personal bookkeeping anymore, but she has a podcast, courses, a blog, videos on YouTube, and her small business survival kit is so amazing. I found out about her maybe about two years ago, and this really helped me to get my finances in order and just know what I'm supposed to be doing and what I shouldn't be doing. So if you want to check her out, Google her Andy Smiles or go to her website, andysmiles.com. All right, y'all. So we are about to roll out for today. So that means we're at the last look section. And if you're new here, last looks is where I give you advice. If you aren't familiar with the term last looks, it's when you are working on a TV and film set. We are about to roll on a take and the director yells last looks, which means this is your final time to touch up the talent before we roll on a take. So before we roll out, here is my advice for today. And my advice is get you some rest. Yes, I said, get you some rest. I was scrolling on Instagram the other day and I came across James Wetmore's page. And he had a post that said, destroy the idea that you have to be constantly working or grinding in order to be successful. Embrace the concept of rest, recovery, and reflection are essential parts of the process towards a successful and ultimately happy life. How many of us can relate to that? How many of us have just worked ourselves to extreme burnout because we have this mindset that, We just got to hustle. Culture has us thinking that rest is a waste of time. We're constantly comparing ourselves to the next person. We're constantly comparing ourselves to the next person. And we're afraid that if we sit down that we're going to miss out. We often look at rest as a reward for a job well done. When really rest should be prep for the work you're about to do. I don't know if you guys know this, but people who rest more get more done in less time. And when you rest, it makes you more productive. Your brain is more stronger and clearer as a result of resting. Your rest dictates the quality of work that you have to do. And I have a quote. It's my favorite quote by the great Lauren Hill. I think I've said it quite a few times this season on the podcast, but it's how you going to win when you ain't right within. If you're not taking care of yourself, you're not resting, you can't perform, you can't do your best work. Even with the podcast, if I'm not resting, I cannot get the podcast down. Like I come on this joint sounding a mess and some nights I'm like, oh, Maddox, I don't have it tonight. I can't do it. And that's when I know. I have to rest. Shout out to Omatic because he's very understanding and he'll tell me like, sis, you need to rest. I am guilty of working on a 10 to 16 hour set back to back, like four or five days straight, then doing the podcast, then doing a coaching call and whatever else I have to do without resting. I just feel like I need to go, 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 go all the time. And it wasn't until like, I just hit extreme burnout. And one day I just couldn't get out of my bed. I was like, I can't do this. It's when I realized that I have to make rest a priority. So I want you guys to prioritize rest and remember that your rest should be fun. It doesn't always have to be like just sleeping in. It could be going out with your friends and just having girl talk. I want you guys to make a list of all the things that you like to do to rest and restore yourself. So maybe it is 
going out with your friends, sleeping in, binging and watching Netflix. If you follow me on Instagram, my rest is eating Ben and Jerry's after a long day of work and watching Girlfriends or whatever show is good on Netflix at the moment. That's my rest. Or on Sundays, I don't work at all. That's my time to journal, to catch up on church, to have dinner with my family, and that's my rest. And if I know that I have a big shoot coming up that's gonna require me to be on set for 10 hours the day before, I'm not doing anything. Because I know if I haven't rested, I can't perform like I need to on set. So create your list. Remember that we are aligning ourselves and dropping the hustle mentality. It's okay to rest. It's okay to sit down. It's okay to sleep in. And that is my last look for today. Rest yourself, child. (laughs) As my great grandmother would say. All right, guys. So we are wrapping up today's episode. As always, I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to rate, comment, subscribe. Hit me up on Instagram if you want to talk more about this episode. You know, my DMs are always open for advice and whatever else you need. If you want to know what are my rates, listen, don't be afraid. Hit me up, slide in my DMs. I got you. So until next time, guys, stay safe, wash your hands, drink your water, wear your mask, hug your loved ones, take your vitamins because the Rona cold and flu season is out here. I love you guys. Talk to you next time. Bye.